like, Metallica's version of Whiskey in the Bar is better, uh, Whiskey in the Jar is better than Fit and I'm like, are you serious? No. Did you just smoke crack? Like, what the hell is wrong with I'm, you? I'm up in the air on that one. I don't know. I'm, I'm really. Gary, I will end you. I'm, I'm, I'm really conflicted. <laughs> I will end you. No, I'm, I'm serious, yeah. though. Like, um, there's the, like tr- the, their version of Turn the Page, I think, is better than Bob Seger's, in my opinion. Oh, my God. And I'm in Michigan. I know you're in yeah. Michigan, and I and I and I just I just laid you that gauntlet be down. Ill of Bob Seger. I'll, I'll be Michigan. I would be happy with no version of Turn the Page. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That song just I'm is here horrible. with my long hair, and I'm really tired from doing the show. I'm just yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to sit here and cry if you make fun of John Cougar Mellencamp. See that he's so close to me and everything. Oh, I live in a small town, going down to small town, rape some animals, and I live near the small town. I mean, just, yeah, whatever. It's like Bruce Springsteen, too. So, well, I got up this morning, and I read the paper, and then I had to get my lunch and go to work. Like, All right. You know, I was just saying This is the, the other best day. conversation ever, man. Like, seriously, like, if I had the conversation, Ricky, if, 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 if I were that conversation that you're having right now with anybody else, I would be just completely crucified. <laughs> Folks, welcome to another episode of the Seven Beef Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me as usual. Well, I say usual all the time. It doesn't mean anything. Here today is Jamie. How are you? I know these days it's kind of hit or miss if I'm going to make it or not, but I will make it when I can. I have no complaints, and I definitely want. <laughs> well, thank you. What, 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 I definitely wanted to make it when we have the guests that we have today. What, what I say when we first started doing this weekly—that you have to make it every time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have absolutely no pressure. And um, the way my schedule has been going lately, that I mean, it's it's that's really nice of you because it's I never know what's going to crop up with work. James I mean, Briggs. coming up for a while, I think I'm going to have one day off a week. So Jamie's working those those uh, those arm muscles real good to washing them dishes, you know, <laughs> working, working for the men every night and day, you know. Every night and day, yes. yes. Except for one. Except for one, yes. Those guessing questions, I'll, I'll introduce one first, because he hasn't been on the show since episode four, and that really hurts my soul. Uh, last time he was on the show, I talked shit about Terror Train and Giant defended it, and he's here right now. Mr. Johnny Crew, how you doing, sir? What's up, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, well, for sure, man. I'm sorry it's been Hell so yeah. long. It has been a long time, dude, yeah. And with me, also, uh, you, you can hear his brand new video show will tell us all about. Watch him. Watch him. You know, he might be pencil, so I'm not sure. He hasn't quite told me yet. <laughs> but uh, 
and on the short bus cinema with Johnny, and on the Halloween power with Mark, and that other guy, Danny Bennett. Uh, Mr. Ricky Morgan's here. How you doing, sir? Hey, man. Glad to be back. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, and yeah, uh, not only that, but just the greatest podcast ever invented, Short Bus Cinema, with me and Johnny Krug. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as we speak today is uh, we're recording right now. But so the day we're recording, uh, we are dropping the first episodes of House of Wax, my new show. So yeah, I've been up all morning working on that. I'm ready to talk about some other movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wax W H A C K S. I'm really That's glad Gary. <laughs> That's Wack, y'all. I'm glad Gary brought us on here. <laughs> it was Wack, you. <laughs> but Gary, I uh, you you. Brought back some trauma in my life, dude. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, depending on what it is, you know. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I forgot. I, I had not watched Transylvania Twist at Cinema Corps back in like 2010, 11. And when I rewatched it, I was like, does Gary hate me? Save, <laughs> save it. Save it. Does, does Gary? Does Gary hate me? <laughs> save your hate, young Gary. Gary I really like you, dude. I think you're an awesome guy. And I, if whatever I've done, man, sorry. Save it. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> I wait. I wait. I wait for the hate to flow through you, young Padawan, and uh, just uh, throw it. Out. Hey, I may love it, dude. I may love the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It, it only makes for better conversation. But I'll kick it to Johnny first and ask him, what has he been watching? Uh, me, actually, uh, honestly, funny enough, um, just a lot of true crime documentaries and stuff like that. I just watched, uh, uh, what is it, Evil Genius on Netflix. Have you seen that? Not yet, but I hear good things about it. Uh, well, good things. It's a great documentary, but it is, it's not a feel-good thing. Um, basically, um, back when I was in Florida, man, like... Uh, back in like 2002 or three or four, I had heard this whole story about the the pizza guy who had the bomb strapped to him and he blew up <laughs> on live television. And I was like, this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. And I kind of forgot about it. And about what, like two weeks, three weeks ago, Netflix released this documentary about this case. And, and it's a four part thing. It's like four hours long. It's like I think each one's like 50 minutes long. But man, they go through this thing, and it is just so, the the webs, dude. It is so intricate. Like there's so many cogs and pieces in place in this. Like it's not just that they strapped a bomb to a pizza guy. There were so many things that just like led to this, and, it, and it's to me like if you haven't seen Evil Genius, yeah, it's it's worth watching. It's it's not, again, I say this, it's not feel good. I mean, you're you're gonna come away from it and be like, well. That's kind of sad, <laughs> but, but I mean, <laughs> you, but it's it's well made, and it, it's made by Mark Duplass, who did um, was it Creep one and two? Yeah, yeah. So um, people, if you like those, people tell me that guy made movies, but I've only seen the League that he's on. You know, I've watched I've watched I've all, never all that, seen, like, but I hear I've watched sure all, he's on there. I've yeah, I've watched all that like six times over. So <laughs> go, Mark. It's still on? Oh no, it's over with. It, it was it was on Netflix, not anymore though, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah. Anything else, brother? Huh? Anything else? No, no, no that was it. Sorry. Okay. Well, actually, no, I did rewatch 8mm, but, you know, that's nothing. I mean, I rewatched it just because I, you know, that's a movie that it's well made, and especially for Joel Schumacher, because, you know, he's hit or miss. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's like two hours and four minutes. I feel like it could be one hour and 20 minutes. 
Like, mm. there's a lot of things that Joel Schumacher just lingers on. I'm like, just Man. cut that out of your dude. Just, just come on. <laughs> but I, I the like movie is pecs, like, exactly. But penises, <laughs> <laughs> nipples, bad, bad nipples. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. God, All this stuff with Mr. Freeze oh. and, and uh, Alicia <laughs> Silverstone. I can't wait to get back on the bus again and talk about DC Cab with you guys one day. Let me tell you. Oh, this is gonna DC happen. Cab. <laughs> that's a Joel Schumacher picture right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, love I really like. I can't, I can't lie. I love his use of color. He's um, great with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like all these men. sideways shots he does. He does a lot of those. Um. I don't know what they call them something. I'm not, I mean, I'm not really, you know, I'm not into film as far as like what they call shots, but like he does a lot of sideways shots where they're like, it looks like a Yorkie tilting their head to the side. Uh, Dutch angles. Dutch, Dutch angles. There you go. Yep. He does a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Dutch rudders too. Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's fun with a friend, Johnny, and it's not gay because you're not touching his thing, so you know. <laughs> You're moving their arm. Just moving that arm, man. So glad that somebody got that because I I can say these jokes all day long at work and nobody gets any of the shit. <laughs> well, they'll get uh, of they'll, course they'll, they'll get it when you talk about at work. So <laughs> they'll get it when you go in the bathroom stall. They need to, they need to point out to do the Dutch runner. Then you know they don't understand. <laughs> it might be a good thing if they don't get them at work <laughs> because yeah. if they do, that could land you in trouble. Yeah, I guess I think that's a gets work policy. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, what you been watching, my friend? I've just been watching movies for all the shows that I'm doing. Fair enough. <laughs> I hardly have time hardly have time for that. Actually, we are gonna cover on, on short bus the next movie we're gonna do is Demonoid. Now I don't know if you guys remember this flick. I remember the title, but not the plot but or I, anything. Oh my gosh, man. It's just, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robot incredible. <laughs> man, it's about a demon's hand that basically jumps from person to person. I even made the statement that Fri or uh, Jason Goes to Hell, I think, kind of ripped this movie off. Came out in 81, uh, yeah. set in Mexico, but it's got a lot of like. I enjoy one more than the other, for sure. <laughs> one has, has titties in it. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and one has geriatric main uh, cast members. So. <laughs> one day we'll do oh, that. Johnny. <laughs> we were doing evil episodes the other night, and Brian said so he made a reference to something, and he's like, titties! And I said, you sound like Johnny Krug! And he's like, that's why I did it. You know what's funny? It's on my birthday, actually, and I don't mean to... I'm take, I don't want to take the floor away from you, Ricky, but uh, my birthday I actually got a email from Domino's pizza saying that like somebody sent you $25 from, it was said $25 was sent to you from the phantom. I was like, okay. And when I, when I clicked on it, it was like, it's like, I can't do anything about getting titties put in your face for your birthday. But I, I would like to put a, a, a nice warm pie in your mouth. And, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and so, so, so at first, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" Like, <laughs> so I basically went. I went back, and, and they gave you the option to thank the sender, and I thanked them. And it was a, a long time listener of you know, long time listener of Kruger Nation, everything. But it was so funny because I was like, "Who is this? This is weird." That's so nice, though. And it was. It was. It was, it was incredibly nice. And yeah, very I suggestive. Was, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's the thing is, at first, the the, the headline – or not the headline, but the, the thing on the top of my phone said, you know, the Phantom sent you $25. So I was like, okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> oh, oh, automatically, that's weird. But then I went to it, and there was a message. I was like, oh, that's even weirder. <laughs> There's a message attached. And I thought it was funny, just like the, the fact that somebody put – and they – all caps, T-I-T-T-A-Y-S. Titties. <laughs> like, right there. <laughs> I thought that was pretty incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. Oh, I did see Solo. Oh, you saw Solo? Did you like it? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think I went in with very low expectations and came out going, all right, I enjoyed it. Good pop, popcorn flick. Has I mean, has Ron Howard made a bad movie? I mean... He, I mean, not that I know of. I mean... <laughs> That's the thing. It's like people were saying he was out of his element. I'm like, is he? You know, I mean, Ron Howard right. knows people. I mean, that's he made kind of what he made movie. Willow. <laughs> exactly. Good enough for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I I think it takes you 20 minutes to kind of get used to the new guy because you're feeling some very big shoes here. But once yeah. you get past that, this movie to me just it, it has that adventure excitement that we've kind of been missing with all the other ones here lately. It's almost like they took themselves too serious, but oh, this is dude. just, yeah, the last two star Wars movies, man, like yeah. they're just way too serious, way too. Yeah. This is, these are, these are fun, man. This one, this one was a lot of fun. Uh, you got a, a really good bad guy in it. So it makes you actually care for the characters. Whereas force awakens and the other one, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care if everybody dies in this movie. <laughs> You know, I never saw the last Jedi, but yeah, but I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, you, I mean, when they, Princess, they, they, they when, put it in such a bleak manner. When Princess Leia come floating across the through space like Mary Poppins, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that, but I've heard tons of stuff about that. I'm like, okay, yeah. guys, they basically like bolted her into space. Are you serious? Yeah, and, well, and you know, and I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to put any hate. I still like those. <laughs> But I, I just enjoy this one so much more because it's it's getting back to that fun, you know. The reason Lucas even made the first movies was because he liked the whole Flash Gordon, exactly, Buck Rogers yeah. kind of serial thing, and this kind of has that feel to it. Well, they were hoping that well, I, by shooting her into space. I feel like a lot, I feel like a lot of these movies, that, like when they make these movies, I feel like a lot of times they just they don't pay attention to like what the fans actually want. They're like, we have to get so deep into the story. I'm like, no, you just. Like present a fun scenario, <laughs> you know, and the fans will like it. Yeah, the more you describe stuff, the angrier we get. Let's just have some fun. Well, it, yeah, if they, exactly. If they really wanted to anger him, they could have shot her out into space. She could have found the Genesis Project and became new again, like Spock, <laughs> and really pissed off those Star Trek fans. You know, Ooh, uh, yeah, you <laughs> don't you don't cross those roads, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> that's it for me though okay that's all i've kind of checked out he sprouted a new jamie what you been watching well lately if you follow brian on facebook then you know we've been watching a whole lot of andy sedaris flicks yes <laughs> that's why he was talking about titties <laughs> that's why um and uh so we have we've been we've been going through that uh, part of our collection, which is the I think Girls, Guns, and G Strings Andy Sedaris film collection. So there's like twelve of them. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, and I own that set. I <laughs> you do know what? Own that I set. love these movies. I I I have a great time with them. And like, if you follow, if you watch them from the beginning and follow them through, then there are like characters that run throughout and pop in and out and stuff. So it's it's kind of fun. It's like its own little world. So up until this point, I had only. 
I was only really familiar with Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, but turns out there are so many others and they're all basically the same, but you kind of get to, you get to know these people and it's, I don't know. It's fun. We're having a good time. At, at some point you get to uh, former WW, WCW superstar Buff Bagwell in one of those movies or possibly two of those movies. You know, we've already had two with Eric Estrada. Yes. Um, but other than that, we just the other night, for whatever reason, Brian was like, you want to watch something? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's and he's like, OK, so he, he got up and went back and he was looking around the shelves. And I go to the kitchen. I come back and I see the words my soul to take across the TV screen. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did that say my soul to take? And he goes, yeah. And I said, what in the hell made you want to watch that? And he's like, you know, I don't know, but I haven't watched it since it came out and we had it. And I figured, you know, maybe I'll give it another shot. And I said, OK, so we watched it. Was Shocker not available? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got that, too. I, uh, I, you know, Are you I Shocker or Shockna? Well, both both of me more more better than more better better than uh, that movie. I love the monkey movie with uh, Tina from Elm Street. Like I love that one, Shakna. <laughs> um, Continue. I'm sorry. It, no, no. Sorry. It's yeah, it's just... How dare you interrupt my <laughs> my diatribe Damn. on the film? <laughs> that is my soul to take. But, you know, it I was very sad. That. Um, it, it's very sad because it kind of has the kernel of a good idea, and <laughs> then it uh, it was written and directed by Wes Craven. He wrote it too. I didn't he know that. He did. He did, and Ugh. it shows. I think in that he is clearly he was clearly an old man attempting to write teenage dialogue. <laughs> right. And <laughs> What's up, Pepcats? You cats down with this new jive disco? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was talking to Brian. I'm like, what high school did he go to? Because I have never been. I mean, people don't act like this. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. So it's it was it was really kind of a shame because it felt like either he had he had made a whole bunch of money for them with the Scream franchise. So they just let him do whatever he want. Or he was under contract to do another film, and he yeah. shat this one out Rob Zombie style. Mm, right. I think it was. I think it was contract because uh, if you look at, I mean, look at Cursed. He right. wanted his date taken off Cursed so bad. Well, that, and I don't hate that. that they were like, you know, they were like, I mean, that, they were like, no, you can't, you can't take, you can't take your name off that. <laughs> like, and I mean, he wanted his name taken off that movie so bad because it, it originally was a straight up horror movie, and then it turned right. into whatever the fuck it ended up being. Yeah, another disappointment. And I know that that wasn't his fault. I know with Cursed, it went through a whole lot of... I remember when that movie was being made, and it was constantly being scrapped and rewritten and scrapped and rewritten, and just, I mean, it was a mess. Like, the whole production was basically Cursed, and is what it felt like. So it ended up being pretty disappointing. <laughs> However, I watched it again not too long ago, and it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. So I was hoping I would have the same reaction with this one. And... um no, I, I didn't. It just, it just wasn't. It was Is kind it a slasher of movie. His the ward. <laughs> well, oh, I like the ward though. I really do like Carpenter's ward. In that, I feel like it was it was bland. I didn't feel like it had. It much. was. It was bland. But but this one like this one didn't seem like the same kind of like. I don't know. This one felt like. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the story's not the same, not even close, but well, it's, of course, yeah, what yeah, I mean, of it's course. like, 
Carpenter, like, like, like if you, if I didn't know Carpenter made the ward, I never would. You would not be able to convince me that Carpenter made the ward. It does really? not feel even like with a the Carpenter steady shots and stuff. Hmm? I said even with like the Steadicam shots and stuff, like they did a lot of really cool shots in that movie. Well, honestly, I will have to go back and watch that again. I do remember at the time I didn't feel like it had any of his style, but I yeah, you know it really did. Like if you look at like a lot of the long shots of like them panning out and stuff, like it it was very Carpenter. And I understand why people didn't like it because it was totally predictable the whole movie. <laughs> like, but um, I don't know. I, I really liked it, and I, and I know a lot of people hated it. I'll go. I mean, I am always willing to give things another shot. I mean, that that's that's what I do. I if I don't like something, I'm always willing to to let it rest a while and then go back and watch it again. Because sometimes my opinion does change. Uh, sadly, with uh, my soul to take, it did not. I. I had to look up some of this. Ace, I, Ace this one. Well, apparently it my, does apparently feel like. Hmm? I'll say apparently my opinion changed with the uh, Transylvania twist because my friend told me when we reviewed it on Cinema Corpse that I liked it. <laughs> 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 well, this one it does feel there are parts of it that you can tell the, the like the Scream era Craven is there. You know, as far as like some of the kills and stuff, it it feels it feels kind of similar, but. <sighs> It's a mess. It's a mess. And it made me sad. So let's see that and Andy Sedaris. And uh, we're we're going to go. This doesn't count, I know, but I'm excited about it. So <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. We're going to go see Upgrade uh, as soon as I can this week because that started this weekend. And I'm really looking forward to that film. It's Lee Winnell, for one. But oh, wow. Um, I mean, he wrote and directed it. And uh, it basically, I mean, it was. Well, what it looks like from the trailers to me, it reminded me of like a John Wick because um, there's a lot of like qu- there's a lot of violence. Uh, it's a revenge film. But when I was watching a review, I didn't realize anyone else was doing stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Well, and then it turns out apparently it's a lot grittier than I was under the impression just based on the trailers. So when I was watching a review of it this morning, they said it had a very gritty grindhouse feel to it. So I'm like, oh, OK, well, now and it's like in a in a very futuristic, like a dystopian future. Basically, the guy said it could be in the same universe as like Blade Runner 2049 or something. And I was like, what? Really? I mean, I was not expecting that. So I'm. Now even more intrigued to go see this film. So yeah, that sounds cool. And I'm a I'm a one L fan. So you know he lives in the Wanniverse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that Wanniverse. I'm is making a, that stick, damn it. That Wanniverse <laughs> again. That's gonna be a thing. <laughs> I gotta make Jamie watch more, make more bad movies because you know just this Wanniverse thing is uh it's too much, man. <laughs> I don't care. Is that a slight? Is that what I'm confused? Is that a slight against Insidious or what? A slight? No, man. Uh, no, 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 not you. Well, uh, Gary's in. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Winnell. I think Lee Winnell's awesome. Winnell and Juan and uh, well, and Juan's where... doing Marvel movies now. So, like, because like he's lost in the ether. <laughs> like, he's doing what he did Aquaman, right? I think so, and when he had done the the Fast and Furious movie before, yeah, that. that's so weird to me. I mean, it's good for him, good, great, like good for your success, but like, so weird. The guy who did Saw and Death Sentence and like like <laughs> Dead Silence is the guy who's doing fucking the, the new Aquaman movie. I know. It's <laughs> well, is that's not that unusual though. I mean, look at Peter Jackson, look at Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's that's kind of the trend, but. I don't it know is, why yeah. anybody would want to do an Aquaman movie, though. Let's exactly. Just, yeah. Let's be realistic. 
Not if you can't yeah. have Patrick Duffy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh man. Man, I used Every to time play I think the of Patrick band. Duffy, I think of I think of the the um the Patrick Duffy leg. Oh <laughs> yeah, from South Park. And for a leg, he's got TV's very own Patrick Duffy. <laughs> That's not scary. You ever seen Step by Step? <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first season too. Yeah, yep. first season. Yeah. Yep. Scuzzlebutt. Scuzzlebutt. <laughs> Love it. It's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play the man from Atlantis all the time in the swimming pool, though. I mean, I used to love that show. I did too. Uh, you played it in the swimming pool. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that show. I played Jaws. <laughs> I used to. I had this Barbie doll. She was. Al- this- she was always the Kittner boy, so she always lost. You know. <laughs> no, like I had the Jaws game with the plastic shark. I yeah, me it. too. It's up, it's up there on my shelf right now. I'm looking at it, but awesome. I had this Jaws game That's with the plastic cool. shark, and then I had these, uh, these, this one Barbie doll, a regular Barbie doll. Then I had this other one of those cheap hollow plastic dolls, and she had broken in part at the waist, and her hair was all messed up, and she was missing an arm. So that was Chrissy. And <laughs> she was running around that war. <laughs> and so she would go in the water as the regular Barbie doll. And then when the shark would attack, they would find her or the Ken doll would find her as the half Barbie doll with the Jesus Christ. I was twisted. I was only like six years yeah. old. <laughs> That's pretty messed up. Now, when I, said, when I hey, played the man from Atlantis, I fun. was the man from Atlantis. I yeah. wasn't, you know, taking toys and making them be the. I was the man from Atlantis. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, that's and the you, difference. And you need and you need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> I have been watching. This show's become very therapeutic. <laughs> very. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm like, wow, like I honestly like I'm I'm, I'm like exercising a lot of demons right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have exercised the demon. <laughs> Man, I haven't watched. That's what happened. I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> I, I haven't watched too much, but um, I think yesterday Shutter dropped some new movies on their service. Uh, one was Alone in the Dark, the original, uh, the um, the slasher movie. Yeah. So I had to go. Oh, yeah. I had to go watch that. Wait, what's that? Like, huh? The one with Jack Palance? That, or, that or one. With, uh... That one with Jack. Yeah. With Jack yeah okay. Cool. That's a. Uh, it's an HD. It looks real nice. So thanks, Shutter. It's it's a good movie. That's old school, man. That's a hard movie to find too. Yeah, the DVD is super expensive. Oh yeah, I have it. I bought it like like thirteen years ago. It's it's very hard to find. I've got a copy of it too. So there's that. I don't even need to explain what that is. So you guys should go check that out if you haven't seen it before. It's it's good. It's good time. Um, girl, and woman. the hat. <laughs> I want the hat. I want the hat. Yes. <laughs> girl, and woman with a side pony. I can't get enough of that, man. You know. Oh yeah, that's right. I love the side pony, dude. Um, of course, Judy from Sleepaway Camp will always be the queen of the side pony. You know, what else? Oh, we did watch Sleepaway Camp this week. Brian surprised me because I always like to watch start off the summer with the Sleepaway Camp series, and so he, I got home from work the other night, and he had it waiting for me I'm, to watch. I'm a grown man. I can skip that second and third one now, no problem. <laughs> oh no, to, I love them. I don't need to watch it anymore. Uh, but while I was watching it, I put my hair in a side pony. Nice. <laughs> See, that's what you should. I'm have. one. I love those movies, but I'm one of the few people that actually like. I can I can seriously tolerate part four. <laughs> I can seriously like. 
I know it's obnoxious and I know that like the acting and everything about it is terrible, but I love, I do love Return to Sleepaway Camp. I can watch that one too. As long as, as long as you don't force me to watch Survivor, we're good. Oh my God. Survivor's just God. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's, that's short some fucking Al Qaeda camp shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's short bus material for sure. Yeah, I do like I uh, <laughs> I do like that um, that they 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 try to go out of their way to like like oh we have a a four K TV our Blu Ray release of of Survivor I'm like nobody <laughs> wants that. Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, it's, that stuff cracks me up when they release these movies. You're like, this movie doesn't deserve to be on DVD. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> this thing should still be on reel to reel. Are you guys serious with this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I watched that. And I watched Meatballs and the Superior Meatballs too because oh. why not? You know, <laughs> it's hey, it's funny you I've brought that up because what? Ever? I've never seen Meatballs. Well, Never. As soon as the show's over, you got to watch Meatballs 1 and 2. Okay. Well, you know, that's the thing is everybody's like, because I've seen Porky's, I've seen all these movies, and they're like, dude, like, everybody's like, you need to see Meatballs. And I just, it's, a different, some... it's a different category than that, but, though. But it's I know, of... I know, it's PG. Like, yeah, but for some reason, it's, it's like, for some reason, like, that movie is always just, I've never seen it. Like, it's never been on for me. I've never got it. And Gary, when you posted it about Meatballs too, I just said something that, to Danny about you know we talking about movies to do on Hell Ming, and I brought up Meatballs too. <laughs> Is it better than the first one? And, and it, you know what? <laughs> it's kind of hard to say because well, you just said that. Well, the, 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 the first one is a lot more innocent. Like you know, it's like this. You know, the second one is just slapstick, slapstick, stupid. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, but it's a whole lot of fun. The first, you know what, man? The, first like, have, uh, the first one you have Bill Murray, and the second one you have a woman that was res- meathead. Meat, yeah, meathead, <laughs> who is an alien that comes to camp. You know, <laughs> smokes pot, and it's it's an ET ripoff, is what it is. And, oh, that's awesome. And Richard Mulligan and John Larroquette. So, oh yeah. man, I love Larroquette, dude. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> yeah. for a good time, you know. Awesome. Young girls talking about young- Pondo uh, Sinatra. Y- so. Young girls talking about dicks way too early, <laughs> you know. But there you go. It's a that's meatballs too, in a nutshell. <laughs> Young girls talking about <laughs> dicks. What's the girl's name? Is it Kim? Is it Kim Richards? Yeah, she's in that movie. Oh yeah, uh, that, that was that? a fan. I don't know who that is? From a uh, um, which mountain? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not cut. Yeah. Not, not Girl who gets shot in Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, ice cream truck girl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's your complete history. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back to the. We just ran down a ton of movies we're not even covering. <laughs> Did anyone mention Halloween? Because she's. <laughs> no, that's that's Kyle Richards in Halloween. Uh, oh, Kyle! That's oh wait, you know what? Kyle's the one in Assault too. Never mind. And that's okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, was Kyle not the one in which which mountain? No, that was Kim Richards. That was Kim. Okay. Um, ah, damn those sisters. Damn it. Uh, back to the hero shit. I didn't mention this last time. I watched Batman Ninja, and it, it's a, it's a different kind of Batman film because you know. <laughs> you I, think? Let, let me explain. It's right? Like it's unlicensed. Let me explain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you guys know who Gorilla Grodd is, he's a he's a psychic ape character who can talk, yep. and he uh he he sends Batman and all the supervillains back to feudal Japan, and the animation says so. 
So it's it's a really neat story where they take all the Batman supervillains and they make them literally feud each feud with each other in feudal Japan. They're they're in open no different territories and yada yada yada. Where if you're watching this, you know nothing about Japanese history, you'd be totally out to lunch somewhere. And I kind of was the same way because this movie is everywhere and it's good, but it's not very good at the same time. So you know what it sounds like to me. Hmm. It sounds like Ninja Turtles three <laughs> with, with Batman villains. There's, 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 there's no weird naked uh, shoguns running around though. That's a case. Wait, I would love that. Does, but 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 no, that that, that I would love that combination, the mashup. That... It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but it's a little it's it's a little disjointed, which 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 kind of hurts the film. Oh yeah. Um, but with Casey Jones teaches guys how to dance or something. I forget now. It's been so long since I watched Turtles three. <laughs> I'll have to check that out again, though. But uh, <laughs> no, well, you don't need to. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen one day. You know, I'll marathon all of them one day. I have the, I have the, uh, the what do you call it? Like the quadrilogy or whatever. And uh, I go. I only watched the first two. <laughs> like I just can't do it. <laughs> well, that that, 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 that animated one's pretty fair, though. I think yeah, you should give it a chance. Yeah, the one is actually good, yeah. But I'm talking about in, in the scheme of, like, live action. Yeah, that third one is just... The second one is actually really bad, too, but I love it. The first one's a Golden Harvest movie, so it had that, that martial arts mixed in there already. I, I loved the first one. I watched. I went to theater and saw it, I think, three or four times. Well, you know what I like? Oh, me too, yeah. And I, you know what I like is the fact that... Um, in the very beginning scene or the opening of the movie is the fact that um, I can't think of his name is Josh something, but the guy who plays Raphael's voice is the guy in the cab who Raphael hops over. Oh. And in the scene after that, I was sitting there in the theater when I was a little kid. I mean, what, 87? You think? Is that right? Uh, 90. No, it was, it was 89 or 87. It was in the 80s. It was either. I think it was right, right in 90. 1990, I think, because. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, me, I was out of high school. Me and my me and my Cub Scout den went to go see it. Okay, together, in yeah. our little outfits and everything, you know. But I was so shocked at you know, like me as a you know adult, it, it makes me laugh because that's a great memory. Is the fact that I was so shocked that a character I'd seen on TV said the word "damn." <laughs> that right. Raphael jumped over the car. He's like, "Damn!" Because you know, because Casey Jones got away, and I'm like, that is amazing. Like. Oh. He's cussing. This is a, you know, this is one of my favorite characters, cussing. And, and nowadays it's like, <laughs> they would just, like, it's like Quentin Tarantino who directed half these movies. True. Well, the, the biggest shock of me at nine years old is when I heard uh, Raphael state to make the statement, a Jose Canseco bet, tell me you didn't pay money for this. Because that, <laughs> that was my favorite baseball player back in those days, by far. Dude, I <laughs> love that. Jose Canseco bet, tell me. You didn't pay money for this. Like, that's how he says it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bro- 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 <laughs> broke my nine-year-old heart when he said that, but that's okay. Dude, at least Kateas, man. That's Casey Jones. Just so good. It's good stuff. I mean, I'm an Arrow fan, so I, I kind of dug Stephen Amell as, as uh, Casey Jones, but, you know, that's just me. Oh, I've never seen the second movie. It's another one that's all over the place. Okay. They, they, try, they try to do too much in that movie, and it really hurts it. I think. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I feel like Michael Bay just like he just like basically drop kicks the entire 
house and do it. Instead of the kitchen sink, you drop kicks the entire house and do like the plot. No, it's fun. Look, like, here, yeah. here's, here's Bebop and Rocksteady. And look, here's here's Baxter Stockman. And look, and look, and look, and look. That's what that movie was. You didn't really need Medea as Baxter Stockman. <laughs> This is his fault, he's but he's a good dramatic actor in the stuff where he doesn't play Medea, you know? He's a good actor, but like it's kind of like, come on, man, really? He did shoehorn himself into that Medea role pretty bad, though, yes. <laughs> well, you can't keep do, you can't do like 15 consecutive years of the same role and be like, okay, people are going to see me different now. No, they're not. They're going to see you as exactly, you are a cross-dressing weirdo. Back to track again. <laughs> Tell me about the Kobayashi Maru again there. Uh, Medea, you know? Hallelujah, you know. But uh, supposedly he's a good guy, so whatever. You know, like, I, nothing against him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I- I'm sorry. Tim for his pull in that movie because Michael Bay is completely to blame. Jonathan Leesman, or Leesman, I think the guy who directed uh, Texas Chainsaw at the beginning is the guy who did both movies. And I, like, I, I fault him for both uh, of them. Every time they throw that baby in the dumpster, I can't stop laughing. You know, it makes you laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Slam>. <laughs> Poof, you know. Yeah. They should have made it so comical. I'm sorry. But, uh, well, they, they just didn't have the sound department there to actually, like, put it in the sound effects. Yes. <laughs> well, at least they could get up and start dancing and singing like on Family Guy. But uh, that's another story. <laughs> well, uh, next segment is the beef bitches and mashed potatoes. Uh, okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't order fries. Beef? Mine's the juke deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef? I'll start with Ricky. You pissed off by anything this week, Ricky? Anything at all? Just uh, lay it out, man. Uh, yeah, I'm having to think about it, so no. Okay. <laughs> Ricky's got a new show out. Check it out, House of Wax. He should be really happy about that, you know. I, I, I'm a little head dead. The only thing I've got to complain about will come up later on in the show. Fair enough. <laughs> Johnny, what about you, my friend? No, I mean, not much, really. I mean, uh... Everything's been pretty tame, really. I'm happy about that, man. <laughs> Jamie, you've been working a lot. Tell us, uh, tell us something bad, girl. What's going on? <laughs> oh, you know what? I was about to dis- I was about to say sorry to disappoint you, but I don't have anything. But that's a lie. I do. The other night, I worked a funeral, and uh, <laughs> I was expecting to dip. I um, at my restaurant, we had a. Um, we had a wake that that we catered and which is a thing up here. Incidentally, in all the previous years when I lived in Georgia, never once had I gone to a catered wake. It was, you always, you know, made food and took it to somebody's house. That was after the funeral, you all gathered at a fa- at a, like a family member's house. And that's, that's just the way we always did things. I, but everybody up here caters it. And so like you go to like a country club or a restaurant or whatever. Anyway, so we were um, working this and basically the family um, and it's like a buffet thing. And then the, the family offers was offering like two different kinds of beer, two different kinds of wine and then Popeye's tea, whatever, uh, coffee, if you wanted to drink. If you wanted anything that was not offered, 
then you could start a tab and pay for that on your own. You know, most people just took advantage of what the family was offering. So this one woman did not. She decided she wanted to, she and the person she was with wanted a different kind of beer. So I rang it up. And then later on, she was like, uh, can we get two shots Patron? And I said, okay. And by the way, these people are drinkers. I mean, it was nuts. Um, the, uh, all right, the food tab was about 800 and change. It jumped to almost $1,200 with the, with the beer and wine. <laughs> so that's, and there were less than 50 people. Damn. <laughs> so, God shit. bless wow. the Irish, huh? Come on now. So, uh, these were some drinkers, but, uh. Anyway, so I uh, so I gave her the two shots of Patron, and then later on I went to to go see if she's ready to close out her tab, and she said, "Well, you know, we're gonna. Um, I think what's going to happen is we're just going to move up to the bar area." And I said, "Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll just transfer your tab up there." And so she said, "Well, let me run up to my car. I need to get a book from my car, and I'll be back, and we're going to go to the bar." And I said, "Okay." So she goes outside, and a little while later she comes back in. She's talking to someone and I'm just keeping an eye on her. I'm like, okay. Then I hear her say, okay, love you. Bye. And she starts walking out the door, but I was at the other end of the restaurant and I was like, what, 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 Like, <laughs> where are you going? So like I go after her to see what's up and she's at her car by the time I get out the door and she waves to me, but it's like one of those, I'll be right back waves. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, so I go back in a couple minutes later, she had not come back in. I go back outside. She's gone. Oh, this man. woman stiffed her bar tab at a funeral. Jesus. Who does that? Like, well, she had to get uh, those American Express cha- travelers checks, and her brother had to sign it too on the dashboard, you know. And... But the worst thing is the the host or the like the the host family was nearby, overheard me talking to the owner about this, and so he ended up paying for it. And oh. the owner was like, "No, don't worry about it. It's you know, it's not." She's like, and he's like, no, I insist. I want to pay for it. And that was the second person that had walked out on their tab. <laughs> and I'm like, you need better friends, dude. Um, <laughs> this is, this is um, why I don't do family right here, man. But um, <laughs> and she ended up like she bought a round of drinks for the family, like the 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 family that was remaining and everything. And um, it just it. I don't know. I was kind of floored. I, like, how do you? How do you do that? How do you go to a funeral and which you don't have to pay for your food. You don't have to pay for your drinks as long as you drink whatever they're offering, which I thought was very generous and a lot to choose from. And, you know, like they were offering Stella on draft and two hearted on draft. This woman chose Labatt light. Like that's. That's what she would rather drink. And so I'm like, okay, fine. But they were being very generous. And so you know, you don't have to pay for anything. You come out, you're, this family is grieving and you're supposed to be supporting this family. And then you stiff them. I, I don't know. I, I was really upset. And the owner is like, she's like, don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do. I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I did anything wrong. I'm, I'm pissed that this woman could do that. How could you do that? I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. So that was the one thing that other than that, I had a really good week that that just so I saw a side of humanity that I made me very sad. Jay, when you come out of my way, we'll go to some good hood barbecues. You are on a mooch real, real good. Okay. <laughs> we're on a mooch real good. 
I just, I don't know. I don't see stealing from a grieving family, which is basically I've seen people what, put bottles in their coats before and leave the party, okay? Oh, well, yeah, but, I mean, I don't... Put, I, put chicken wings in their pockets and shit, you know? <laughs> man, oh, man. Gary... <laughs> Gary some straight up, like, like South Compton shit. Hey, I hung with some cool people back in the day. I don't do so much anymore, but, you know, I'm sure I can find one. I'm sure I can find one if I need one, Johnny. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah, me, uh, not so much to bitch about either. Uh, <laughs> I guess I have more to be grateful for than anything else, besides the fact that uh, the reason why the show was late because I felt lousy for, for two or three days, so there's that. I, I was feeling lousy because, you know, <laughs> much like Johnny, my allergies suck too, but, you know, <laughs> there you go. Dude, the entire planet is just blanketed with ass, like, right now, like, pretty much. So, like, it's like, hey, do you want to breathe? Here, we're going to just shove all this bullshit into your lungs. <laughs> yes, there's that. The allergies are my, allergies are my guapo, el guapo this week, so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> allergies, old age, you know, stuff you got to deal with. <laughs> oh, yeah. But tonight, uh, today, it, it is the afternoon, anyway. We're going to do two movies. Uh, one, let's spot up an idea that Johnny had to do Transylvania 65000. So I said, hey, why don't we do Transylvania Twist? I ain't seen that movie in about 25 years. And I said, yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> put, put them together, man. Put them together. So that's what we're doing tonight. Oh, we're doing man. today. Those two movies. And uh, I can't wait to talk about them. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll start with the one that I know Johnny loves the most, uh, Transylvania Twist. Right after this. Bad movies. The world is full of them. From low budget crap fests to downright unwatchable, and only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation. And this is Rick Morgan from the Helming Power Hour. And we have decided to team up and take you where no one has gone before. We're on a quest to find the world's worst movie, and we're doing it on the bus. Driving through cult classics in every genre to find holy grail of bad movies. So if you're looking for something different and more fun than you can stand, then climb on in. Short Bus Cinema is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. That's right, yo! Short Bus Cinema. We love to watch the movies you hate. It's out there, and it's been waiting for you. You're dead, Uncle Ephraim. Like hell I am. This was rather unexpected. It's Transylvania Twist. Two travelers come to a strange land to find the Book of Evil. Give me! Brought to a castle. I insist you show us inside. There. That's what it looks like. Where no one... Look out! ...should live. Always does that. But we have guests. And one of them just may be a vampire. <laughs> the search is on. A rubber bat. Be there for the drum. I will have that. Be there for seduction. Give us 
some sort of sign. An assembly of the most awesome creatures. You're really expecting to swallow that, do you? I swallowed it. The movie's so horrific. <laughs> it had to be called Transylvania Twist. What's the good news? There is no good news. Never has this much terror splashed across the screen. Seek Forrest Carlock. You're kidding me! You think I'm mad, don't you? From the producer of Little Shop of Horrors comes Robert Vaughn, Terry Copley in Transylvania Twist. It's twisted. Oh, Uncle Barry, I can tell you're upset. Transylvania Twist from 1989. Uh, your cheapo plot synopsis is this. The nephew of a librarian must go collect a 200-year-old book, the Book of Ulthar, that has never been checked. That has been that should have never been checked out by e the evil Count Orlock, because one of the spells could bring the end of the world. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna read the rest of that. <laughs> Bullshit. That's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> but this is written and directed by Jim Wynorski. Uh, it stars Robert Vaughn. Uh, lot lots of. Wynorski alum in here, Ace Mask, which is an actor that I've grown to love over the years. That's in a lot of Wynorski movies. Angus Scrim, <laughs> I'll get into that. It's good stuff. <laughs> Buddy Gabriel, uh, Kelly Maroney shows up. Frank Stevens shows up. But we'll uh, we'll get into this now. And I'm going to ask Ricky first what he thinks of the movie. Really? You going to make me go first? <laughs> first yes. This is what amazing. Do I... I love this. <laughs> go ahead, Ricky. I have, I have a two. <laughs> I have a two-word review. Shit sandwich. <laughs> Ricky, that was so tame. Yeah. What's so pointless? You know, well, I've, I've spent the past, I don't know, 25 years trying to avoid this movie, and yeah, finally it caught up with me. No. I mean, I don't know, man. If I would have seen this when I was 12, I might have dug it. But, yeah, yeah it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, and I'm the biggest phantasm fan in the world so yeah. anything when i see when i see robert vaughn and angus scrim I'm, I'm on board but i jumped off this train real quick <laughs> that 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 I mean this movie kills every nervous boner you have for those guys so Man, it's just and it's a wanoski film with with no nudity yeah, so no that kind of hurts but but the other side of it too is you know they're trying so hard to throw all these little quick one-liners. They're trying to be like Naked Gun, and it is not on any level. Um, nobody should do this kind of parody except for uh, you know the guys that did Naked Gun stuff. <laughs> you know, everybody else just needs to stop. Talented comedy writers. Yeah. yeah. So I mean I don't know. And, and to read that one Archery said this is his favorite movie he ever made. I'm just like what. <laughs> so yeah not a fan fair enough I'll, I'll let Jamie go next what do you think girl well I had never seen this film before oh wow as a matter of fact I'd never even heard of it uh, which is odd considering it's a horror spoof and I am like a big fan of horror spoofs I've thought I'd seen them all and so I started watching it early this morning and um we got to the point where, oh, like in the first five minutes, you like there the um, the funeral home is in Arkham, Massachusetts, and then the guy walks in and introduces himself as Dexter Ward. So I stopped it immediately, 
And I went in to Brian and I'm like, have you ever seen Transylvania Twist? And he's like, no. And I said, well, it's currently in, or they're currently in Arkham, Massachusetts. And the guy's name is Dexter Ward. You might want to come watch this. And he's like, okay. So he came and watched it with me. And then there really isn't a whole lot of Lovecraft connection after that. I mean, that's pretty much it. Well, Book of Ulthar and then the... They mention Elder Gods, which kind of irritated me because they keep referring to them as evil, and they're not. um, It's not a matter of them being, you know, this is me just being sticky, but it's it's not a matter of them being evil. They don't give a damn. I mean, that's the thing is they don't care about us one way or the other. We're very insignificant to them. So calling them evil is kind of just not true, but... Whatever. Uh, we when we first start, we have this whole uh, like Jason Leatherface Freddy pops up thing, and Freddy has this like Swiss Army glove. Terrible. That made me laugh. I don't know about you guys. Oh no! I thought it was. I thought it was funny. Like I was like, okay, so this no. is what. No, so this is what <laughs> I could not do that. <laughs> and, um, I was like, all right, whatever. This is what we're doing. Well, then you know we had. I think there were things in here that I felt kind of worked like some there were several times when i laughed out loud i think it was very hit or miss but maybe it helps that i hadn't seen it before i i you know some of that stuff i thought was really funny i liked it when they went to the the set of the honeymooners i thought that was funny and suddenly it's in black and white and then there's the laugh track and and there are all these jokes there well no and that's the thing that's what i was going to say is it the, the the I think the downfall of a lot of the jokes is that sometimes they didn't know when to quit. It was yeah, trying like too watching, hard. It was they like hammered it on, yeah. Skits of later SNL where they don't know when to stop the joke, and so then it's no longer funny. Like when they did the whole phantasm scene in the hallway where yeah, Angus Grimm is gonna he's going to pitch the ball, and then they pops up with the announcer, and then in the joke right there. I don't think it's a very funny joke to begin with, but yeah. end it right it may- there. But they it made did. me want to walk out into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even worse than that, they oh, kept man. going with it, That's which awesome. made it even worse. And so I'm like, stop with that, you know. I don't. I was. Um. I didn't hate it. I really didn't. I. I thought that it was. There were some things that were pretty funny. There were a lot of jokes that I don't think anyone would get today, 30 years later. Yeah. Uh, so it was a lot of it was very dated. Um, Holy water! Don't leave home without it. You know. <laughs> One thing I noticed, and I actually, I actually tagged them for this. I was pissed because, I, well, several of the jokes were kind of recycled, and or things that you've seen before. One of them specifically was when she said, "Your mother sews socks in hell," right. and I was like, "Motherfucker, that's straight out of that's yeah." And but then, um, and I was like, "Isn't that the same thing she used in and she said in Repossessed? What you say in Repossessed?" Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I looked up Repossessed. It actually came out a year after this. So uh, I was like, oh, well, maybe I But But I, I thought, I don't know, the, I, I can't, you know, I can't really say for a fact whether this is true or not, but I thought that had been the censored version of it before that. The censored version was your mother sews socks that smell. Oh, okay. Um, that you, that you mean was- the TV edit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was that was actually on uh Saturday Night Live. It was when Richard Pryor was on there and they were doing a spoof of the Exorcist too. So that's the first time I heard it, that's where it came from. So that's you're talking, so, you know, ten years before. So either way, yeah. they both ripped off Saturday Night Live is what Exactly, yeah. 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 Um and then there Richard was... Pryor looks at and goes, Yo mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that was funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, there was something else. Um, uh, thought there was another. Oh, and then like there, and then at the end, which I, well, I thought it was funny because at the end he turns and he goes, "She's she's being repossessed," and then he's like, "Sorry, oh, folks." Yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering because these films came out a year apart. I'm wondering. Uh, was that a jab at the upcoming repossessed? I don't, I don't know. I, that, I thought about that. Whoa, yeah, I really thought about that. I was like, well, like, so do I they don't know. know I mean, that, that, yeah. do they know that they're doing a spoof with Linda Blair, or like, what is this? Like, when he says it and he like kind of winks at the camera, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Well, I kind of feel like it. <laughs> It probably had something to do with it simply because if he was apologizing for a bad joke, he would have been apologizing throughout the whole movie, and that's the only time he did it. But the problem with those four, oh, those yeah. breaking the fourth wall, wink, wink jokes, is he kind of have to understand what they mean or they don't work. And right, that didn't work. <laughs> well, I, just I mean, that's the thing is, if you if you don't know for a fact the story behind it, if there is a story behind it, then yeah, it doesn't really work. I just got tired of the dudes, all the dudes' bad imitations he kept doing. No, those were bad. When he was doing the Elvis thing, I'm like, why couldn't you give him someone that he could actually do? Because I don't think the Elvis was good at all. That guy, the main guy in this movie, is the worst part of this entire movie. Steve Altman. (laughs) And by the way, I thought I had seen him. Every time he tried to act, I was like, could you please just stop it? Just stop (laughs) It's I thought I seen him. Like, just stop. It's almost like they just said, "Hey, try to act like Tom Hanks, because people, we need a, we need a Tom Hanks. We need a, you know, uh, <laughs> bachelor party type character." Well, he's and that generic, curly, dark haired yeah. guy, you know, like Tom uh, Hanks. He's, yep. Uh, you know, um, you uh, like Fright Night, or um, I don't know, pick a movie from the '80s where you have that guy with the curly hair who's, you know, innocent and. Party. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we need somebody. We need somebody Murphonic here. Uh, you know, Murphy S. <laughs> but uh, I thought I had seen this guy before. And I think it's because he's so he looks like everybody else that has. done it. But I looked him up and he only has 11 credits. And this was his very first movie. Mm. And oh, wow. I was like, sense. and I hadn't he seen any of the other ones. Happens. And I'm like, OK, Are well, I guess I haven't seen him before. <laughs> He got work after this movie. Are you <laughs> yeah, ten more things, <laughs> ten more things that I've never seen. So he Holy looks God. like he looks like eighties Tom Hanks and Phil Rudd had a baby together. Yes, yes, <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, totally. I did, however, like the whole Boris Karloff thing. I thought that was. I don't think it was. Well, that was off. for me. That was the cringiest of the movie. I don't think it was pulled off well, but I thought it was a fun idea. Well, uh, Great, yeah, but like that actor was not like he was not suited to like pull off the comedy that no. they were trying to deliver. Yeah. I understand, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah, like that would be really funny, you know, with all the terror, you know, extra footage and all that. But Jesus, no, <laughs> when he the, talking to Boris Karloff, the like the disconnect between their two characters is so bad. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, did they not do a second take at all on any of this shit? Well, I was trying to decide if they did that on purpose to make it obvious that they're... Well, I, they may have, actually, but, I mean, still at the same time, like, the guy's not a great actor, so you think you yeah. would, like, try harder like to make him, like, be like, okay, like... Yeah, I agree. Either way, I think it was, um, I don't know, I mean, because sometimes, you know, you'll they'll, they'll, like, overkill something to get the point across, and then yeah. it ends up 
kind of ruining it. So I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, a, like I said, I think it was a neat idea. I don't think it was, I don't think it was executed very well at all. And, um, so yeah, I, like I said, this was hit or miss for me, but it was, it was hittier than I thought it would be. I didn't <laughs> just made that up. I don't, uh, <laughs> having never seen it before, I didn't know what to expect. And so I didn't hate it. I don't know if it's one I would watch ever again, but I, you know, I thought it was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it like you guys She's do. Probably not ever watch I, it again. <laughs> I kind of, I, yeah, I kind of liked it. Yeah, the, the, I respect, I, you know, and and there are things like there was like one or two lines that I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And I understand, you know, that being funny and stuff. But like, I just for me personally, I just can't revisit this movie. It's just this is the second time. I mean, like 2010 or 11 was the last time I, I did this with, you know, my last podcast. Apparently and, uh, you liked it then. And yeah, they well yeah. We, apparently, Chris, Chris, Chris Combs said we liked it. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I I'm not into drugs or you know alcohol or anything. So like, I don't know why the last time we did this, I would have liked it, but apparently I did. So, um, me and this movie, I watched it a long time ago. Like I said, probably when it was on VHS, and the cover looked entertaining, so I rented it and. I don't really recall what I thought about it back in those days, but um, watching you know a good handful of Minorsky films now and seeing a lot of his regulars that show up in a lot of films, <laughs> you know, a lot of his the regulars that are in this film, Ace Mask, Mini Gabriel, people like that, seem very comfortable in where they're at. Whereas people like Robert Vaughn and like some of the other actors, even the dumb one, the, oh, the dumb Tom Hanks, Robert type, Vaughn. They just, it's weird to me. Like the thing to me is, it's so weird that they got actors. Like I know they're not huge actors, but they're they are still like pretty well renowned and like distinguished actors. Like Angus Grimm and fucking like Robert Vaughn. Like Robert Vaughn's been in everything. Like apparently, Magnificent Superman three. Magnificent yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's well, he, weird. Yeah, that he wasn't all that, that choosy toward the end of his career. <laughs> yeah, and and I think just, you know you see a lot of that with John Carradine and a lot of those people. But the, it's weird. Though, it's, but at the same time, it's kind of weird because like. I don't think Robert Vaughn was at the end of his career back in '89. <laughs> I think. Can't forget that. I think. Well, he he died not too. When did he die? Wasn't did he, he die in like the nineties or, or I'm sorry, yeah. like two uh, thousands? Right. It was this movie that killed him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in basketball. Yes. That was '98 or '99. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah, he, okay. He lived for quite a while, and he was good too. His lobby could I use. Mean, his lobby could use some buffering or, or buffing. He said, you know, or whatever the line was. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's weird because, like, for for me, this movie, when I see Jim Wynorski and I see <laughs> Roger Corman and I see yes. all these actors that I know are great actors that are classically trained theatrical actors, and then this movie, I watch it. I'm like, what in the f- motherfuck am I watching? <laughs> Like that's 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 the the disconnect for me is like I'm like I don't feel like they 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 even tried with this one man I feel like they thought they there was I feel like there was an idea and basically they were like okay let's do this and everybody was like okay we're we all sign on board for this idea but nobody gave a shit about it well, yeah I, I mean for me that's this movie I mean and I'm sorry like 
And because I'm going to say right now, like I was telling a friend earlier today, we were talking, we were about this movie. We were like, I said, this movie is like a dartboard. Basically, this movie is a dartboard and you, someone told you to throw the dart into the center of the dartboard. Um, for me, this movie is basically the same way. Like they told you to throw the dart into the center of the dartboard, except for there, there is like basically you turn around through it in a completely obsolete direction. Like, like, yeah, yeah. This yeah, movie is the holes that are in the ceiling where somebody missed. Yes, yes. Like, 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 it's not there. It's just not there. Like, I feel like they've really tried, and 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 again, I don't want to like just. Dis- and discredit people who worked on this, but yeah, they just didn't. I try. do. <laughs> I still feel like they, it's way better than things like, uh, which I can't even stomach, uh, like disaster movie or date movie or spoofs like yeah, that that really? were so far off the mark. All of them need to be tied up together, set on fire, and then throw it into the bottom of the ocean. Yep. That's what I'm saying. If you're not the Zucker brothers, stop making parodies. All your scary movies, all these things. They're trash. Well, the, well, the Zuckers, <laughs> the, the Zuckers has but something that right to do there, with them. But that right there, like we should like put that into like what Ricky just said is like one hundred percent. Like, yeah, that is just yes. I forget what you said. Even, like, even the Zucker brothers had some or... moments that weren't good either. So it, yeah, of course, but but it wasn't this bad. This is just yeah. This is uh, all your hot sh- hot shot movies, work. all that stuff. It's just I can't I can't do it, man. I, and I'm a funny guy. Like, I like funny stuff. Or, Dude bodies or um, uh, what's that one where the guy rides on the bicycle and he's like, you're all doomed. Oh, hysterical. Now, if we were covering hysterical, hysterical, I'd be all about hysterical. I've never seen that. Oh. It's the Hudson Brothers. Yeah. I'm going to look for it now. (laughs) I actually don't think that one's very funny. Brian likes that one, and I don't think it's I enjoy that one, but I think it's because it's the Hudson (laughs) Brothers. So. Oh, yeah. They used to have a TV show back in the 70s. I want to mention something that hasn't nobody mentioned yet in, in their bad review of this film. <laughs> it, it should have been cut down to seventy-five minutes because I didn't need all. Dude, the, it was so long. I didn't need all the goddamn so... musical numbers. I didn't need them. No, just just cut those out altogether. You got a seventy-five-minute movie. The one, the worst ones, when he's singing the song on the the carriage. Terrible. Oh man, I was like dancing along with that. I thought it was catchy. Although I, I like I like the gag of the oh. the, the the carriage. Uh, overstayed his welcome so bad. The carriage driver uh, so putting the the cab thing down for the fare. I thought yeah. that was pretty stupid. funny. It was stupid funny. <laughs> but you, 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 I liked little things like Pinhead. I mean, it yes. made no sense, but like don't say that, please don't. It didn't belong, but I thought it, you know I was like, oh well, you know, okay. Like, Here's my. Per- Here's my perspective. Here's young Frankenstein, and then there's this piece of crap. Well, there was actually a joke that they stole directly from young Frankenstein when she's playing the oboe in the closet. This, and, they, yeah, a few or the bassoon, yeah. um, whichever it was. Uh, she's playing that in the closet, and she opens the, like she starts looking around, and then she opens the closet, and there she is. I'm like, that is straight from young Frankenstein. I mean, flat out stole that joke from Young Frankenstein. Most of these, most of the ideas in this movie were from something else, and that's fine. I, I mean, I, I yeah. I'm the most unoriginal guy there is, <laughs> but I don't know, man. There, you guys were all over it a while ago. There's a point when you cut the joke off. You know, there's yeah. a don't let it linger. 
You no, know, that's the worst thing you can do. That's you the thing is, like, there, there's so many things like where I'm like, I, I can go with certain like <laughs> certain ideas and things. But like there are times when I'm watching this movie and I'm like, OK, guys, I get the fucking joke. I really get it. But like, what are you doing? And like, they just kind of shoehorn all this stuff in there. And it's like, man, yeah. this is not a movie. It's just a series of trying to, you know, do funny stuff. And it's not funny. Yeah. Which is, well, no, it's fine. You know, and that's completely fine if you want to do that. But I feel like they were just very late. I feel like this is, again, I said that earlier. I feel like this movie is very late. I feel like all the jokes they wanted to make and all the things they wanted to draw parallels to and all that, whatever. Um, I feel like they were just very behind. I feel like, like, Things were like you watch other satire or parody movies. They've already done this stuff. This is not right. new. This is yeah. just garbage. Like what you're doing is rehashing old stuff. And, With, and that's why I feel like it's like, OK, well, I can't really give credence to this because it's, it's just it's not original. There's nothing here. And I will say, Ben, we brought up Repossessed earlier. <laughs> this move, this movie outdoes or repossess outdoes this movie by one joke because <laughs> there was actually one joke that I laughed at and repossessed rest of them I didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's been complaining about the Angus Krim thing I'm one of those guys that's not really going to complain about it because the moment he comes on screen he knows precisely what he's there for he's even got the tall man's yeah. scowl you know going right but the, the part yeah. that, that you know for people who haven't seen this film before the love phantasm you want to see a phantasm gag that you haven't seen in any phantasm film? It's in it's in this movie. Uh, you, you you can watch it for yourself and see if you like it because I thought don't do it, don't no, it, do no, it. Like okay, it, it is very endearing. Like I you know I Angus Grimm literally like out of every person I've met in my entire life is one of the greatest people I've ever he met. Really like is. he's he, he's so yeah. fucking amazing. Like he literally talked to me about working in a fucking warehouse for 20 minutes like me and him like it wasn't about horror or anything so the i i do think he's a great person but god damn it like i i <laughs> i really want to let him go in these scenes but god damn it's like they i feel like they were abusing him man like a scrim was he, he looked like better he was that. having a good time is, is all he I'm did, saying. He did, yeah. If like anybody just if anybody just thrown the ball once, it'd been fine. <laughs> well they had they had they had Stu Nahan. Well they, that's they what I said. They should have stopped it. Yeah. They should have they don't stopped know when to stop that. that. Joke. They don't know stop stop the joke. That's the problem. No, yeah. Yeah. And they and kept that, going with it and it fucked it up. It just keeps going, yeah. Man. But yeah, the, the brides were hot. Like I said, Monique Gabrielle. This, this, the brides were goddamn gorgeous, yeah. Monique Gabrielle was one of them, and I don't know why they did a gag at the end of the movie where they they do the whole nameplate thing and they had her, well, her as a question mark there which has been in the beginning they had your ad here when her picture was up she's, she's yep. been in like 20 Winorski movies why would you hide her name or something well you know? I, I was trying to figure out did she piss him off after production or something and he was like here Listen. you know or you know I've, I, I've I know. okay I've been blocked by Winorski oh Winorski for a while on social media so I'm going to go ahead and say that he's he's a pretty fucking like shallow dude. Like the dude blocked me like probably in 2013 for some bullshit I said. And it wasn't even seriously like it wasn't even that harmful. It was like, hey, dude, like, why can't you do this instead of doing this? And the dude just like straight up like fucking shut me down. So, no, that makes sense that. No, he's that way. Mm. He is that way. And uh, I never got yeah. why they had this. The lead the lead actress is pretty awful, too. 
But Kelly <laughs> Kelly Maroney was in the movie for a second. I never got why they couldn't get Kelly Maroney to play that part as the lead. Where actress. was she at? See her. She plays like the script girl or something when they're doing they're doing the oh, filming okay. thing. But she's the music video. Music video, yeah. But she's there a real split second. But that that was a main actress in Wynorski's Arsenal. And it seems like a, yeah, a and, real waste that they didn't have her in that part, which she fits that part pretty well, you know. The real waste was the, the fact they took them all and made them. Maroney. What now? The real wait. The real waste was the fact that they took all the them and turned them into the band at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 right. I think Br- I think Brink Stevens was in there, and yeah, there was some other ones in there too. But yeah, that was weird. I mean. I know this. This whole thing was very not, weird. Not, I, mean, not like, utilizing... I feel like they. I feel like they just like they tried to usher in their friends mm. <laughs> before they actually thought about plot or this anything. Is, like they were like, no, like let's get you in the scene. This is eighty nine. Bring Stevens and Kelly Maroney. What could they possibly have been doing where they could say, no, Jim, I can't do that part and have your major no. genre actresses play these roles? You know. I don't know, man. I think it's more like you're sitting at Taco Bell and, and they say, you know what would be really funny? If you made all the vampire women at the end the band. That'd be that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so they just do it. And you're going, no, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> oh, another thing that I, I enjoyed was the, C- Corman's influence is all over this movie. Right right to the end of the movie where... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it, though? Yes. Because I feel like Corman... No, I... I I mean, I love Corman. I love the Schlockmeister. I love all that. But I feel like a lot of this stuff is beneath him, man. Well, he was the executive producer of this movie, and he was able to use, they really used the, the footage from the terror. And if you watch the movie right. at the very end of the movie, if you see the movie called It Conquered the World from way back, way yes. back when. That, I love that monster. That creature yep. pops up in, like the volcano thing at the end when they kill Robert Vaughn, supposedly. And, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty obvious when you see it. So I, I like that that he had Corman behind him, and I think it was a new Concord movie originally, and um, much like um, the movie we're talking about next, I think once the Anchor Bay DVD came out, it became like lost in obscurity, which is a, a shame, but not a shame. I love to see like Olive release this movie with like maybe a couple of extras, and not cost very much money because then I'd probably buy it, you know. But um, have you guys, have you guys seen uh, Papatopoulos? Yes, I've seen that. Yes. If you haven't seen, like, watch that movie. Like, I really like him. <laughs> I like Jim Wojnarowski as a director, but I, I do know, you know. Of course, you, when you're someone like me or you, like, you realize that, you know, like, you're not expecting the greatest quality. But no. um, but with um, this documentary, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's cool to watch him go through all the shit he goes through. He makes through. a movie like two right. days, right? Yeah, yeah. He does, and they they, and they keep putting restrictions through, through the entire movie. They keep putting restrictions on them. I'm like, how can you keep putting restrictions on somebody that's already restricted? They're already they already don't have time to do this shit. Like, and you're like, you're sitting there, but like, oh no, but no. Not only do you not have time to do this, but we're gonna fucking take away about 35 seconds of your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I still have a good time. I I, I laughed out loud when I seen the. The Swiss Army knife, Freddy, at the beginning for some reason. G- gags like uh, that make me laugh. I, I don't know. It-, it worked better than you know what though. You know, and and that's what they're there for. And and I understand that. I just I don't know. It's it's me, and, and maybe I'm an elitist. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I'm just a brick. But like, 
I see. I that get more. Over. I get more excited picking out socks. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know the thing is like when they show the, like like the Freddy with the corkscrew on his finger I'm like kind of like okay well that's uh, that's clever but you know whatever but like I don't it's, like you don't kind you don't like really grasp onto things like that like uh, for yeah, me but, you know yeah the pub I forgot about the pub scene pub scene's probably my, pub scene's probably my favorite scenes of the film because it it sort of reminded me of American Werewolf in London but these guys were all exactly. these guys were all jumping out of windows and shit which made me laugh I, I, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't mind that, but again, it's that fact of it keeps going. It's like, you know, the whole deal of yeah. do we burn it down? Do we kill the people and keep the? I mean, I thought that was okay, but it's like, shut three it minutes, down, dude. Like three minutes into it, you're like, okay, let's just stop. Yes. you know. Yeah, and it's, then it's, it's, at the end, with, I'm still welcome. deciding between my options. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like <laughs> I love UHF. It's stupid. It is. It's totally stupid. It's wonderful, Dude, it's wonderful. We're literally like minutes away from like a movie that's actually like the good version of this. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. It, it, there's, this one just kind of misses it. It's, it's like the yeah. idea is there, and 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 I, Jamie said earlier, on this, yeah, the ideas are there. It's just execution. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. a red stopper. <laughs> Very tasty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to teach poodles how to fly. I mean, you know. Those are stupid jokes. I don't know, man. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, just, it's just, it's just, it's just missing it. You know, I, I just, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at anything in this movie, and that's weird. <laughs> well, and I, that's exactly what I told my coworker. I was like, dude, this is a comedy, and I literally didn't fucking laugh. <laughs> like, that's mm. for me. That's what. That's that's pretty rough. Like, because I can find humor in almost anything almost anything like you can literally show me a like like a fucking like execution video and i'd be like oh that part was funny and and, and it may be why like, you know I was, when i said earlier about if i would have seen this when i was 12 or something i probably would have laughed because i think all this stuff has been done it's been done and when you go back and watch it now you're like yeah you you predict everything that's going to happen before it even happens well, this was 89 too man yeah, they were yeah. making parodies way before this Right. Yeah, I was going to say, you couldn't have watched this when you were 12. <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. I'm just saying, if, if I would have seen that in the mind frame of being that young and not know nope. all the stuff I know, it might, yeah. maybe it would have been funny. I don't know. It it, it it was too predictable for me. I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was that, very. Yes. And, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, God, I mean. I mean, I when, he, when dude's at the cave, one joke when he's in the cave, he goes. Me. When dude's in the cave and he goes, ch, 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 you know, it's like, oh, God, God. stop it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I actually thought laugh. that was yes, funny. Yes, he had to laugh. I was going to say. Oh, my God, Jamie, you really? No. Yeah, I mean, all right. <clears throat> I knew he was going to do it before. This is going to be interesting when we get to the next movie. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> you know, the thing is, the thing is, here's the thing, is that... I understand. <laughs> I understand that, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's the teachable point there? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. I guess. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, I'm, just, I'm trying to get it. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, the most awkward review ever on this show goes to. Transylvania <laughs> twist. Oh. Well, the thing is, like, the movie is, itself is just like it's it's, it's got it's, everything it, in it. That, 
It's got everything in it that you should you, – you're rooting for it. You want this movie to work. You really want to succeed, yeah. Like you want this to be successful. Yeah, but you to, want but to, to like – you to want like this new, movie. Like, to quote my new show though, it just – you know, this just like Stormy Daniels, it just keeps taking a beating. I mean it just <laughs> – just doesn't work. Yeah. Insert, it doesn't, yeah. Insert 80s porn star here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ricky, uh, any final thoughts, and what do you give it 1 to 10? Uh, shit sandwich. Uh, <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Short and sweet. Johnny Krug. I can't do this movie, man. Like, Chris Combe, like, who I used to do cinema course with, he he assured me that we, we loved this movie. And, and I, I don't know... Back in 2011 or 12, when I watched this, I don't think I, I I've never done hard drugs really in my life, but I don't assume I did them back then. So when, so, so when it's like, oh no, you love, you know, you love this. I'm like, no, I don't. And for me, this movie is just God damn, absolutely horrible. It's just, uh, the thing is, here's the thing. It's like, I said it before. It's basically like throwing a dart on the opposite on the opposite side. <laughs> They're like, here's the dartboard in front of you. And you pick it up and you throw it across the room the other way. This is the movie. Basically, like they, they didn't try, man. Like they just they assumed that people would be so fucking dumb and stupid that they would just go along with whatever they presented. Well and, it, for and you and it, me, for for you know, because we do short bus together. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't even want to do this one on short bus. No. <laughs> no. This to me is condescending. It's, 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 they, this is literally condescending. Like they, they is went it worse out of than way. Battlefield like, Earth? Is it, it is, yes. Is it, uh, yep. We found the worst movie of all yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it because you know what? Battlefield Earth, we actually covered. I will not <laughs> cover this on the show. <laughs> this wow. Is, it's amazing. But I say that. You know, it sucks because I love Robert Vaughn. <laughs> I, yeah, I, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm not against the people and everybody involved in this movie. And Jim Wynorski's done good stuff. Again, shopping mall. But this is just 100% full cell garbage, man. This is just garbage. And I don't feel like I don't think I don't think like anybody's going to benefit from this movie mm. at all. Like you can't, you like, even if right now, like if I was hungover or just like out of my mind and sitting alone on a couch, nobody around. And I had only a couple channels on TV. I would not stop on this movie. This movie's so bad. It's just so bad. It's How do you just, really feel, Johnny? <laughs> like, hey, it might be a, it might not be a movie. Alive, it's, so. it's, better, it's better than Stan Helsing. Okay. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Stan Helsing is way better than this. I will fight you on that shit, motherfucker. I will fight you. Because <laughs> Stan Helsing is terrible, but I will fight you that it's better than this. <laughs> like, I will fight you. Because Stan Helsing, at least... Goddamn, Dior Baird's that movie. Have you seen her tits ever? Mm. Like, seriously. Like, let's just take away everything about that movie. Just the fact that her cleavage is there in existence is like, okay. <laughs> So what is it, 1 to 10, Johnny? What do you give it? On this? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give it a standard. 
You know why? Because you know what though? I won't give it a one because that's low. And I feel like, you know what? <laughs> there may be some redemption, you know, maybe in the like the finest pits of hell for this movie <laughs> to actually like become great and people to actually like build themselves up and like this movie and you know, I would have loved you said, I'll just give it a good solid eight. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no. Sorry, man. Like, I just, I just can't do this movie. This movie's so bad. Man. You broke Johnny. Way to go. Because <laughs> I can't stop laughing because it's so bad. <laughs> Jerry, what about you? Well... <laughs> oh my god, like I forgot this woman on here. I've been talking about tits and stuff. I feel so bad. Oh never Have you heard yeah, me? Never feel bad about that. <laughs> so. Johnny, you know me. I mean if you've ever heard me at all, that's not an issue, trust me. Um Um What? I got distracted by boobs. I'm sorry. But <laughs> what was oh I'm rating. Um I you know what? I I thought it was kind of funny. Like I said, it was it was hit or miss, but I actually think some of the stuff, the stuff that really that did land, I thought it was funny. I laughed out loud a few times, and I didn't hate it. So I'm gonna give it a six. Damn! Holy shit! <laughs> well, no, I will say this though. I will say that there's a scene with a vampire thing where, like, with when he's with um, uh, can't think of her name. Uh, God, it's gonna bug me. Um, the woman who drinks the the liquor from his like flask. Uh, Rink Stevens. Rink Stevens? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That scene, um, I could see that. Like, Brink Stevens, like, basically, like, he, like, lays everything out. And uh, it is kind of, uh, like, a more, like, fan-driven thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I get that a lot of it, it seemed kind of lazy. I don't think Robert Vaughn was completely present. I mean, <laughs> no. I really don't. Uh, no. I... Some of the jokes or a lot of the jokes we've seen before, but at the same time, I have a, there's like a special place in my heart for people who do these things because or make these references because they love these references. And you can tell and or, you know, that, that it at least came from someone who has seen these movies and. Well, I, I don't know. That that always everybody involved in this, yeah. Like they they had seen like all the sitcoms, they'd seen all the horror movies, everything. Like and, and and I can see that. Like I appreciate that. Like that they they put that in there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I totally get why you guys don't care for it. I mean that <laughs> I get it. I just to me it just wasn't all that offensive. But like it may be because I've never seen it before and I didn't know what to expect. So I'd never seen it before either. You hadn't? I assumed you would have. Really? Ricky? No. That's first wow. time for me. I had never even heard of it, so... Well, I need to go back and re-listen to Cinema Corpse, because apparently I liked this movie at some point in my life. <laughs> well, maybe and you can talk yourself into liking possible. it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris was like, he, he texted me earlier, he's like, you yeah, know, we like this movie. I'm like, oh, I don't... Did we? Really? <laughs> but apparently we did, so... Alright. It's, it's my turn now. Uh... <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention was uh, I thought that the flashback scene with Van Helsing as a little boy, even with a mustache, was kind of hilarious to me. That was funny. That was really funny. I did, but I saw that. I didn't see the mustache coming. I saw the hat coming. And then when he (laughs) 
Christmas morning when he wasn't wearing the hat, I was like, oh man, they missed it. They could have had him. They should have had him in a hat. Well, then the, in the schoolroom scene, they had him in a hat, and I was like, okay. But I, I hated the it. Part was <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, miscast. He, he he didn't really use his arsenal of of I'm not calling them great actors, but Winorski actors that you know in these key roles, and that really hurt it. And of course, no boobs in Winorski film really hurt it. I even. But you got some good cleavage for the brides. That's about it, though. And, um, yeah, cleavage. Nothing nothing else, which I thought was bizarre. Yes, for a film, for sure. Like, I, I honestly don't know what this movie was, because I feel like this was everything against everything he's ever done. Like, I feel like there was, like, it's like, okay, we'll put cleavage here, but, like, we won't show tits. And it's like, okay, well, I just, for some reason, this Wynorski film just, it didn't add up to me. Like, it just felt weird. Well, I think that, that that maybe, like, New Concord has something to do with it, because they're putting out a lot of family fare at this point. Like, I think they, they really? put out the Munchies sequel, which oh, was nothing yeah, like the original Munchies. Munchie. It, it had, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and then the thing was not even... It had all of the carpet Munchies on it. It was, uh, only had one. It was, it was voiced by Dom DeLuise, and he was, like, a genie or something. I, I forget how it worked, but, uh... One of them was the carpet bunchy. That's that's where I fell in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> that the carpet bunchy, yes. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know you're looking now, but uh, that and Kids Incorporated did it for me. That's all I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> she, I, uh, she, yeah, she's amazing. I give it about a. Uh, I'm right with Jamie with that six. It's not it's not perfect by any means, but I I had I have fun with it, and uh, I got gen- hey. I got genuine laughs out of it. Although they're just gags, they're just gags that don't go anywhere. So if you don't, if you like, like stupid stuff like that, you might enjoy this, uh, or you might think it's a shit sandwich, like our friend Rick here thinks. Right. If you enjoy setting yourself on fire, you may <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> that, that, that human. If you enjoy dying in front of a large mass of people. <laughs> you will love this. You, human torch costume. You will die. <laughs> human torch costume. It's just a bunch of oily rags and a lighter. You know. Right. <laughs> Oh, boy. But that's it for this one. Uh, we're going to get to yeah. a film that Johnny likes, a lot of folks like, but I might like Transylvania Twist better? Hmm? Maybe? Better than what? <laughs> better than Transylvania 65,000, which we're going to do Are next. you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna jump off the roof, man. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and we're going to do that next. That's why I said it was going to get interesting when we got to the next film, because... Oh my god! <laughs> right, at, I can understand you not liking it as much, but are you serious that you think it's superior? Somebody get Johnny a parachute. We'll be right back. I, I, I need a, I need a sedative. <laughs> Give me a sedative. We need some clowns holding a trampoline. Any <laughs> clowns? Like any clowns holding titties? So. Johnny gets the vapors right after this, people. Okay, you know. Swirling round the stones Some are off while creatures moan The graves are opening one by one They always shine the light of sun Faded robes go spinning round Feet that never make a sound Lightning flashes
Don't listen to the siren's call. Don't get invited to the ball. Don't be deceived by lot and flesh. Cause you won't get no SOS. And don't you touch no doctored wine. You won't be singing old Lang Syne. They leave no shadows when they dance. You should have split, you've got no chance. as a routine assignment. Transylvania. Where is that? I don't know. It's over there someplace. But beneath the surface... Transylvania is cute. cute. ...of this happy land, ah. horror awaits them. Ah. I'm investigating Frankenstein. You mean the monster? And a terrible secret lurks in the shadows. I'm terribly sorry. We thought you were an animal. He is. Now they're discovering the truth. Did you see Dracula? Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. About the creatures of the night. Shut up, you lowlife. I am low. I'm low. The curse of the undead. Did you want to hurt me? Hurt you? No. Bite you? The terror of the full moon. Oh, yeah, I'm going into town. And the monster that science created. Full house. But could not destroy. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Good. Everything hurts. Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Ed Begley Jr. Hi, ladies. Joseph Bologna. Oh. And Gina Davis. Tell me you want me to. <laughs> For a good time called Transylvania 6 5000. <laughs> it's good, huh? 
Transylvania 65,000 from 1985. Uh, Transylvania 65,000. Yes, indeed. Has his own theme song and everything. <laughs> Transylvania 65,000. Yes. Uh, your team of plot synopsis is this. Uh, tabular reporters Jack Harrison and Gil Turner are sent to Transylvania with two choices. Find the Frankenstein monster or find new jobs. But before the, before the jumpy journalists can dig up their big story, they must first face the horrors of an extremely clumsy butler, a nymphomaniac va- vamp- vampiress, and a mad doctor, as well as a sort of mummies, werewolves, and more Transylvanian eyeballs. Can these two bumbling heroes untravel, uh, unravel the monstrous mystery, or are they in for some scary surprises? Uh, this stars... Man, the the conversation at the very beginning between uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right Ed now. And Bigley Junior. Bigley Junior. And Bigley, yeah. <laughs> the fucking conversation, man, where he's like talking to the boss, and he's like, um, <laughs> basically, basically, he's like, um, a monster story. Like, you, you want to work in a monster story? And he's like, yeah. And he's like. We basically the whole thing is very weird because he's. I, I know, I'm trying to explain it. Like basically, like he's like a monster story, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain because, you know, whatever. I'm too busy looking at, I'm too busy looking at <laughs> Gina Davis's boobs okay. to pay attention, you know. But uh. Well, no, no, no. I'm trying to like, like basically, like when when a jet when uh Jack Goldblum was sitting there in the office, he's like the guy who talks to him. He's like a monster story. He's like. I'm sorry, monster story? We're going to do a monster story? And the way he, he presents it is just so fucking funny. Because he's like, he's just so like done with it's, this guy. It's Jeff Goldblum doing Jeff Goldblum, what he does best. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he delivers on his part, but his boss is Norman Fell. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, yeah, Norman Fell. Yeah, this also features Joe Bologna, uh, Carol Kane, uh, the very awkward now, Jeffrey Jones. Every time I mention I say he's awkward. Uh, Gina Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, we don't need to mention yes. that, man. But Michael Richards and, uh, of course, Donald Gibb, who plays the Wolfman <laughs> in this movie. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's not mention all the problematic people in this movie. Yes, like, like, so we'll talk about them, but, like, yeah, just let's not yeah, tell boom. people. Yes, that. indeed. <laughs> Michael Richards is funny shit in this movie. Yes, he does. A lot of, this, a lot of funny this is yeah. This is the uh, this is the Michael Richards that I grew up with. So uh, I watched him on Fridays. Yes. So this is him coming right exactly. out of that stage, which is just yep. totally stupid, over the top. Hey, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I mean, it's that guy. The and, UHF football, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Stanley Spadavsky. Yep. That, that marble <laughs> in the oatmeal, for sure, man, you know. Yep. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's something... There's something genius about him at this point in his career, because I feel like <laughs> it was just totally random. Just like you know the thing where they open up the door and he's on that little mechanical horse-looking thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's like okay, we want you to be behind this door. He said, you know, it'd be good. If I had a little mechanical horse thing, and I'm sure they were going, oh, okay. I mean, that's just the way his mind worked at this point. So yeah, you know what? Uh, it's it's going to be funny. I promise. You know. Does it? Does it? help the movie i'm not gonna say yet but i do like michael richards at this point in his career oh yeah yeah johnny chose <laughs> johnny chose this movie to do and i'm gonna kick it to johnny first and ask him what he, he likes about this movie before we all break his heart probably i don't know we'll see what happens you know 
Oh, okay. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I like this movie that it's in a foreign territory. Like, I love that. I love the fact that they, you know, it's these two guys that are being forced by their boss to go here and be like, hey, you know, you need to figure this shit out. So they get there, and uh, I'm going to say right now, like, I'm 36. This is the first movie I've ever seen uh, Jeff Goldblum in, oh. ever. And so this, for me, was like, when I saw this as a kid, I'm like, no, he's he's fucking awesome. Like, like this is before Jurassic Park, before all that bullshit. Independence yeah. Day. And so I was like, no, I, I really like him. He's awesome. He's cool. Yeah. All right, we'll kick the, I'll kick it to you then, Ricky. And uh, tell us who you thought of Transylvania 6-5000. You know, it's all right. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it should be better than it is. Uh, uh, this is another lineup, a uh, killer cast. Uh, there's some things in there that I thought were pretty decent. Uh, I love, like I said, talking about Michael Richards, I, I just liked him in this period of his career. Uh, John Bynum. Uh, I was a fan of his. He he had a show, remember, it was called Bizarre. Y'all remember that? I'm, I'm probably too young for that. When did that come on? Uh, this is... Uh, this is mid to late 80s, came on either Showtime or Cinemax, one or the other. Um, and it was a like a live skit show. Uh, it's where Super Dave Osborne came from. Oh, okay. So before Super Dave had his own show, he was on the show called Bizarre. And uh, it had a lot of skits. It had a lot of nudity, but it was like, like a skit show. So um, I was a fan of his at this point. And this is right on the edge of either that show stopping or maybe even in the middle of it still going on, but it was uh, it was influential to me as a kid because it had a little bit of everything. And, and again, Super Dave was, you know, uh, just kind of unknown at the time, and he was a lot more <laughs> abrasive on this show because he could be. And yeah. uh, so I would love to find some of those episodes of Super Dave from this show. But as far as this movie goes, you know, it's okay. Uh, not really a fan. Um, I do like, like I said, so many of the characters, you know, I think, you know, some of the performances are okay. It's just kind of humdrum for me. Okay. Uh, I'll give Jamie then. <clears throat> well, this is another one of those movies that I saw with my mom at the drive-in because we used to go to the drive-in all the time. And I remember being really excited about it because I was already in love with Jeff Goldblum. I just had always, always had a crush on him from the first time I saw him. And incidentally, the very first time I saw him was uh, in the as Ichabod Crane in the oh, yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow TV movie. Yeah. And I fell in love with him right then. And then I then had, you know, after that was at some point when I saw Invasion of the Body Snatchers and then other stuff. So I was already in love with him by the time this film came out. And then Ed Begley Jr. I knew from St. Elsewhere. Uh, was it St. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere? Yeah. Okay. Um, Gina Davis, love her. You know, I've always thought she was incredibly beautiful and just, I just, I don't know. I, this was, plus it's a horror spoof. And I'm like, hot damn, this is going to be fun. Well, I remember when we saw the film, I thought it was okay, but I didn't really, you know, I wasn't that nuts about it. And I feel like a lot of the jokes seemed forced and they didn't really work. Like it just didn't land for me. It, it, it should have because we've got all the in there and 
it should have worked, but it just it didn't. Like it was you know, no young Frankenstein, you know what I mean? So right. uh, when it came out on VHS, I got it for really cheap. And even though I wasn't crazy about it, I thought, well, you know, I, feel, I for some reason have always felt like I should own this movie. I don't know why, but I remember picking it up for really cheap on VHS. And that was in the early 90s, I guess. And then when I moved here, in here with Brian four years ago, we were unpacking my stuff and he comes across the VHS copy of this movie and he goes, Jesus, baby, you never took the plastic off of it. <laughs> so for like 20 years, I've owned this movie on VHS and I had not watched it once, not even once to take it out of the package. Yeah. So, and I think I might have it on DVD. Like, <laughs> I think it's sitting out there on DVD, probably unwrapped if I, I'm probably still wrapped if I do have it. It's a, I don't I don't know I don't know why and I've seen it a couple times over the years and it just never seems to work I just I don't know I just uh, never cared for it but it's it's another it's another case of you should like this movie but for some reason it misses again yeah um, I mean and that's pretty much what happens it's I should like it and the, right. every to me it's like Jodie Foster's face. I've always hmm. said I feel like all of her features, if you look at them individually, her nose, her cheekbones, her eyes, they're all beautiful. But you put them together and I just don't think they work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's something about her face when it's all together that I don't get. Like, I just it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, aesthetically. But then each of the individual parts, I think, are beautiful. I think she's got a great shaped nose. I think her eyes are gorgeous. But you put all that stuff together and it just it to me doesn't look like how I how I pictured it would. So yep. uh that's kind of like this movie. You know, you put the cast in there and the subject matter and all of these things and it should be it should be right. my favorite thing, but it's yep. just not. Yeah. I mean, you got Carol Kane in there, which, you know, yes. again, it's just because you're like love love everything she's in, but you know, is her point is her part is just kind of pointless in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and big, I mean, Jeffrey Jones, I've always been Jeffrey a Jones. fan of him. Um, yeah. it just, it just, but it just, you know, falls flat for me. I can't, I can't yeah. ever put my finger on it. But, but then at the same time, I've always felt guilty. It's weird. I've always felt guilty about not loving this film. Like, I feel like it needs the love. Like, um, somebody should love it. And I think that's why I keep owning it because I'm like it, I really, I want to love it, you know? Yeah. And to me, the best thing about it though, is the, the theme song, <laughs> which people nowadays wouldn't even get. Right. So I mean, wouldn't get where it came from. So yeah. whatever. But to me, that's the best part of it. And it's very catchy. And, you know, I think the appeal of this, I know, I know that Danny from Helming is a huge fan of this movie. I say huge. Maybe not huge, but I know he's a fan of it. And I think it's because it was one of those HBO fodder movies. It was on every day, you know, for months at a time, and it just happened to be on. And, you know, you grabbed your snickerdoodles and sit out and watch this movie. And over time, you end up gr growing to love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's just not, you know, not great to me. And it should be because you've got a, a great cast here. And it just falls a little flat. Right. I that's yeah, all the elements the stories the story's not enough. The story's not enough and they try to shoehorn too many things into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me me personally, uh, this movie <clears throat> I seen it uh, like like 
probably the same way Danny's seen it on cable a lot, and the VHS looked cool, so I think I may have rented it, you know, once or twice, and I never remember getting quite crazy into it as far as the film goes. There's a lot of fun running gags in there, which are yeah. makes makes me laugh. I mean, Carol, you mentioned Carol Kane. I think she's one of the, the the shining points of this movie. Her just fucking with her husband all the time and and uh, trying to help him in the kitchen, but of course making him hurt right. himself in the process. And that stuff makes me laugh. Um, Gina Davis is looking looking gorgeous in this movie, and uh, I. One thing I don't like about this movie is the falsehood of a monster movie that you get, and if you've ever right. seen it before, they're not monsters at all. The whole thing that brings them out there is a supposed Frankenstein attack, which there is a, um, yeah. a person who resembles Frankenstein, is super tall, but you find out that the doctor that worked on him, or created him, whatever, he was a failed plastic surgery uh, victim, and this is why he is the way he is. And the Wolfman is not a Wolfman. He's just a guy who has, I forget what it is, but something that requires, something that makes him grow hair a lot. But he's being treated for electrolysis. So he, he picks up his shirt and he reveals his belly and sees the bear spot on his belly. He's like, it's really working. You know, and Gina Davis is a fake vampire, but she's still really hot, so who cares? Um, <laughs> that, that that really hurts the film for me. But, you know, the, the whole thing with Jeffrey Jones acting very stand standoffish for no reason. So he really helps move that along, that there, there may be actual monsters, but at the same time, he's trying to open this hotel and get that going on, so maybe that's why he's trying to keep them standoffish, because he knows that they're reporters and they can give a bad review of his hotel. I, I don't know, but one of the, the shiny points of this film for me is that I think that, uh, well, it's not really shiny points, more like, who did it better in 15 minutes? was that segment in Dappy Duck's Quackbusters where Dappy Duck sends Porky Pig to Transylvania or whatever to, to investigate a haunted hotel. And there's actual ghosts in that one. And I think I had more fun in that 15 minutes than I did throughout this whole film. But um, Michael Richards, all of all of his gags were great. He, he was probably the best part about this movie was Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think so too. The thing with the the dummy in the, opening the door, the thing with the dummy that was <laughs> the leg. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing you mentioned with him inside the the closet right, on the 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 child's yeah. uh, horse for no reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that's what he was great at. I mean, you know, those old Fridays episodes when it's just when he's supposed to be the kid out there playing, you know, with the army guys. He's just winging all that. And and that's totally what he's doing here. Hey, just give me a little baby with a mustache, <laughs> you know, and he just he's just winging it. So I mean, there's 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 some good stuff in this, but it doesn't make it a good movie. When you say uh, guy play with army guys, all I think about is that line in Ricky Bobby where <laughs> John C. Riley tells uh, Ricky, "Remember that time we kicked out of class and play with Matchbox cars?" He goes, "Yeah." Who's retarded now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that line makes me laugh. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Oh, I love, I love the whole movie. I think it's spectacular. Yeah, it's fun. I will come Here. at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> your little sweet baby Jesus and your dappers there laying there in the manger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh. We'll wrap this one, I guess, and I'll ask Ricky any final thoughts. Or would he give it one to ten? Uh, 
you know, this this movie is okay. I mean, I think you can enjoy it. This would be a good movie if you were like sick and stuck at home and it was just on. You could lay under a blanket and eat some crackers and enjoy this movie okay, I think. Um, it's not one I would call everybody together, all my friends over and say, hey, we got to see this movie. It's not one of those. Uh, as far as a one to ten, I don't know. Uh, maybe a five, you know, kind of in the middle there. Uh, not great. It should be greater. And I think what Jamie was saying earlier, you keep wanting to, you know, carry the torch for this one because it should be good with this cast. Um, it's just okay. Yeah, fair enough. Jamie? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's it's just okay. It, but in, in a way that kind of breaks my heart because I want it to be mm-hmm. really, really good. So that just makes me sad. But yeah, for some reason, it's like, the, I don't know, it's like the little ugly doll that nobody wants and... I always feel bad for it, so I'll take it. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, even when I was a kid, if I saw, like, an ugly stuffed animal in a store, I'd be like, man, that poor stuffed animal's so ugly, no kid's going to want that. So I would want it because I wanted to give it home. I'm just, sure. I don't like th- for things to feel unloved. So <laughs> that being said, though, Jamie, I actually... Jamie has <laughs> a, a separate tea party for all the ugly stuffed animals. This is your show, you know. <laughs> says, says the six-year-old girl that was eating up her dolls with jaws earlier. That's so. true. I mean, I was also a sadistic monster too, so it's it, it was a nice balance. <laughs> they got to think for that called. They got to think for that called therapy. <laughs> that was my way of incorporating the broken doll into play. That way, she still had a role. Hey, resourceful. I got yeah, you. Yeah. That's good. So you know, I didn't want her to feel left out, so I gave her a role. Um, anyway, this one, I, uh, for me, more than anything, it just feels a little bland. I, it, it, I just don't think it lands every place that it should. And so sadly, I'm going to have to bring it in a little bit lower than the last movie, which I know Ricky's going to think is nuts, but I just pretty lame, you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so I'm going to land this at a five. Fair enough. I'm right there with you. It is middle of the road, and I think a lot of it has to do with the reveal that the monsters are monsters at all, and they just there for no reason. It's kind of stupid, and uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I liked it okay. Like I said, the actors in the film work real fine, and they're trying real hard to make this a good movie. But it's it's really really hard to make this a good movie as far as you know the way the plot goes and. I like it okay. Like like Ricky said, it's one of those, you know, you're sick, turn it on kind of things. Where you have to pay, really pay close attention, you know, to something. I wouldn't say turn this on because you might lose your faculties. I don't know exactly. But uh, it's a 5 out of 10. But uh, right after this, we'll come back and uh, talk about at least one dead person and close out the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Rick Morgan. And I want to share with you a scientific breakthrough that can change your life. Many people struggle through life with personal imperfections, shameful actions, and bad habits. So I'm here to tell you that there is a cure. All you have to do is subscribe to the House of Wax Classic Horror Podcast. I've been subscribed for only two months, and my results have been amazing. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these subscribers' success stories. I 
used to have pampered chef parties at my house and murder everyone that would show up. But after listening to the House of Wax, I don't even cook anymore. I used to have bad teeth, but since subscribing to House of Wax, I show my pearly whites wherever I go. I suffer with the need of bestiality. But since House of Wax, I don't suffer anymore. Huh? Oh no, no, I still love the animals. I just don't feel as guilty with House of Wax playing in the background. So if you need a new horror show, then listen to the House of Wax podcast. It might just save your life. House of Wax is a proud member of Legion Podcast. And you can actually see this show on the new YouTube channel. Just look up House of Wax. fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos. Ruined dreams. Wasted land. But most of all, I remember the podcasts. The man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever. Now for a segment, uh, we talk about dead people, known as the Butcher's Block. Only one person that comes to mind that had passed away that genre fans would know who he is, but he didn't have a huge role, but a memorable role in a couple of films that we love for sure. Uh, Frank Doubleday is a, was a character actor who uh, yep. is um, was at Assault of Precinct 13, killed the ice cream girl like Jamie mentioned earlier, and... Uh, the only white guy in that, that very ethnic gang in that movie. You know? <laughs> but he uh, is probably most memorable as playing Romero, who was the, um, the I don't even know, he had like razor sharp teeth and stuff, like the emissary yeah. to to the Duke, you know, and uh, stole, stole Cabby's hat and gets stabbed by uh, by somebody, of course, in that movie. He's got a pretty memorable face, and uh, that that's really stood out in these kind of movies, and I'm sure he's acted in a ton of things, but Escape from New York and Assault on Precinct through the stuff with Mr. Carpenter is the stuff that really stands out for genre fans, I'm sure. But, um, just spooky, man. What do you think, Ricky? Yeah, I mean, I always think of Escape from New York, that character alone. It's kind of like the predecessor for uh, Blanca from the Street Fighter 2 game. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it was that look with the, the, the real tall spiked hair and the pointed teeth and... He almost looked like a skeleton with eyeballs, almost like he would have been in Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, he just played those roles. And, you know, I remember Danny and I used to talk about trying to do a segment years ago called That Dude. It's like you never really knew their names, but look at that dude. You know, that dude in that movie, awesome. And he was always one of those guys we talked about. <laughs> well, Carpenter had a bunch of them, though. One of I talk about constantly is, um, is, um, 
Jason, Jason, um, Jason David, I think his name is. I forget his name now. But um, he's been in a bunch of Carpenter films, and uh, mm. he's worked with the Coens a lot. He's worked with a lot of people a lot. But he, when he's one of those Carpenter, uh, one of those Carpenter actors that's been in like six or seven of his films. Yeah. Man, oh man, Jamie. Uh I can't even picture him <laughs> right now. I'm trying really hard to picture who you're talking about, and I can't. Okay, so in New- Escape from New York, when when they first when the president first gets captured and they send in some troops and stuff, this guy walks out and tells them the story. You got so much time, or we kill him, and all that stuff. He's the guy that comes out and and shares that information with the government. I guess you would say. So he just walks up on the street and he's really spooky looking. I'm gonna. I mean, I know the part that you're talking about, but. I can't. I got a blank on his face. I can't. So, but I mean, I guess that's sad. Yeah, that's, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, that's it all, is sad. And that's all I got, I, man. You know, too bad I can't picture him. But I'm sure if I, uh, I'm sure I'll. It'll probably hit me later, or I'll look it up and I'll go, "Oh, dumbass!" You know. <laughs> so that's the most likely. <laughs> and that's okay. Peter Jason is the actor. I knew Jason was in his name. Peter Jason's acting in a bunch of Carpenter stuff too. But um, okay. Wait, is that who you were just talking no, about? No, no. Peter Jason oh, okay. is very much alive. I'm not gonna. Yeah, put a, nope. I'm not gonna oh, put a okay. cuss on that guy. No, I like that guy. I like Didn't, this guy too. No, I thought it was Frank. What'd you say, Frank? Frankenheimer? Franken? Frank? What's his name? Frankenfurter. Uh, Frank Doubleday is the actor. Frank Doubleday. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say Peter Jason. I know that. I know who he is. Yes. Um. Okay. Frank Coming Doubleday. at you, Jamie. Yes, indeed. You said her pictures. That's about it for this one. I'm going to kick it to Rick A, who's got lots of exciting stuff going on. Tell us what you pick your stuff, sir. All right. So, first of all, there's always the almighty Helming Power Hour that's happening. Um, we are about to cover something new. I don't know what we're doing yet. We've been trying to decide on the next movie. Um, but if you haven't checked that show out, you need to because we broke some barriers, I think, on that show because nothing really matters on that show. Uh, the only thing that's real is, I guess, our names. <laughs> it's everything else. We do fake synopsis, fake mm, products that are in the movies. We do really bad imitations, kind of like a uh, Transylvania twist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. But uh, we've been running for us. I think we're in about the mid 60s now, 65, I think it's the next episode. 64, 65, somewhere around in there. We just did Army of Darkness, which was a fun episode. Um, Then also with Johnny Krug uh, and myself do a show called Short Bus Cinema, which we're on the search of finding the worst movie of all time. And you can tell from this review of this show, uh, I think we just found it. So, (laughs) uh, no, there's there's plenty of bad to go around. And that show is really a lot of fun. And both of your hosts on here have both gone in there. So you need to come check those out. And I'm sure they're coming back for more. And then on the flip side of what's happening right now, I've just released today House of Wax. That's right, not W-A-X, like Jamie said earlier, but Wax, like with a machete. Um, it's a combination podcast and webcast. Uh, it's got a lot of visuals that go along with it, so you may want to go to YouTube and check it out on that channel. Like I said, just look up House of Wax. Brand new, three shows available right now. The first three movies that I covered are the first, the original Evil Dead, Lucio Fulci Zombie, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's just going to grow from there. So Excellent starting points, by the way. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean start off with the heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, and and it's hard to to start off a show and do something abstract. You want to get people comfortable, then you hit them over the head with the mallet. <laughs> so that's what's going on. Uh, besides life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I represent Johnny. Johnny's not here. He's got a lot of stuff going on, but he's also I'm not sure when this is going to happen. But he's he's linked up with Bo to bring Kruger Nation Legion podcasts and. Yep. I can't announce that yep. that's going to happen because I don't know when that's going to happen. Only Johnny can tell us, but Johnny is not here. So, there, there you go. Jamie, though, what you got going on, girl? Uh, well, of course, every Wednesday, the Married with Children podcast, uh, new episodes drop. And we just recently recorded a new episode of Devour the Podcast, which should be coming out very soon. It is out. It, uh, which is out. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I'm not good at keeping That's up with okay. much. It is. I'm just saying that it's out, yes, as of the, as of the record's recording. Well, in that, we talked about Terrifier and, oh, God, what's that god-awful movie? Oh, The Dead Hate the Living. Hater. And, uh, huh? Hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that movie. Um, other than yeah, I liked that, it okay. We should be recording a new episode of ABC's coming up very soon, where we're going to be joined by the Joey from Horror Mafia. And I know somebody that wants to be a guest on there sometime. Just saying. You do? Who? Yeah, it's, that'd be me. Oh, well, <laughs> well, Ricky, you can you can walk on. Are you? Are you what are you waiting on? It's, uh, I've, uh, it's the I like to be invited. Were we? Did I never invite you? Did Brian never invite you? I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty Maybe. sure somebody must have. If not, then that is a gross miscalculation on our part, and I oh, apologize. No you are. Right, we'll get it sometime. Is the, is the um, episode until Dave got some shorts? Because Dave got some shorts, y'all. You know, he made a video about <laughs> about Dave got some shorts. Oh, I did see that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Dave got a house. Yeah, so congratulations to the whole Zendano clan. And uh, yes. right, he's able to get his shorts out of storage, and he made a video about it. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very happy for him. He's been going through a whole lot in the last few years, and things are finally starting to settle down and go in the right direction. And so, congratulations to him on that because yeah. I love the guy and I want him to be oh, happy. He's one of he's one of my earlier influences too. So yeah, I'm anxious to work with him as well. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Oh, my God, that would be so much fun. Me and the other end, I've I've influenced nobody. So don't no no role models here, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking garbage human. That's Gary Hill. Okay. No, <laughs> one of my favorite people. Well, you're one of my favorite people too. So there you go. But but I what else I, do I, I? What else do I do, Gary? What else do you do? You you do liking it from time to time, don't you? Still? No, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's kind of yeah. You should. <laughs> you keep saying that. It's like I I don't know. I I love the idea for that show. I love the concept for the show. I love doing the show, but. I, for whatever reason, whenever I run out of time, it's my personal thing that falls to the wayside. So no. other things, you know, get pushed in front of it, and then I just am, I lose my energy or whatever. I'm pointing to my head right now <laughs> but, to say, hey, Jamie, when are we going to schedule the next show? And I'm just pointing at my head. Say, I'm saying I'm part no. of the problem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that might be all I have coming out right now. Okay. Uh, this show and the two drink minimum commentaries can both be found on legionpodcast.com. Uh, st- stuff coming up that I don't want to get into because I don't know where we're doing it. So I'm, I'm not going to t- say anything about anything until those things happen because I've known not to, uh, I've found not to, to do that and I'm not going to do that. So 
Let's 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 see where the cards are gonna lie first before I uh, make any announcements about anything. But uh, that's about it for this one. Uh, my fault. Twitter at GW, Twitter at Cinebeefcast. I've been trying to post episodes there and stuff just to say hey. Uh, I mentioned the demands of the show right now. Been busting his ass on that social media thing, you know. Check out all the stuff <laughs> yeah. Legion's been doing for Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff, Facebook. So that's been interesting, man. Trying to figure all that stuff out. So yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping it's leading somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, go check out all that good stuff. And uh, you could possibly win a microphone. Just let me know that you you liked a whole bunch of stuff and rated and reviews our rated and reviewed our shows on Apple Podcasts and uh. I have a nice microphone waiting for you if you do that. You guys can put in the running for that, so that's that's good stuff. But yeah. um, that's about it for this one. And always remember at the Sin Beef Podcast, if you got beef, we've got the grinder. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Frankenstein was the first in line, and the wolf man came up next. Dracula was a doing his stuff. I breathe in down my neck. Jump back, make tracks. Here comes the hunchback. Better get out of his way. Beep, beep, bye, bye. Full, full vomit was a monster's holiday. Well, I hopped into bed and I covered up my head. Said I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. I got woke up about 12 o'clock. And I jumped right to my feet There was gremlins and goblins, dragons and zombies Lordy, what an awful sight I said, good buddy, you may get me But brother, let me tell you that it's gonna be after the fight Frankenstein was the first in line And the wolf man came up next Dracula was a-doing his stuff I breathe in down my neck the hunchback better get out of his way beep beep bye bye full full vomit was a monster's holiday <laughs> uncle bill well he took ill and they sent for me to come well i had to pass by the old graveyard so i went on the run there was screaming and moaning wailing and scary as a mummy's curse I said, good buddy, you may get me But brother, let me tell you That you're gonna have to catch me first Frankenstein was the first in line And the wolf man came up next Dracula was a-doing his stuff A-breathing down my neck Jump back, make tracks Here comes the hunchback Better get out of his way Beep, beep, bye, bye, full, full, vomit was a monster's holiday. Beep, beep, bye, bye, full, full, vomit was a monster's holiday.